Today's best country, it's Froggy 101 of Crockett. And joining the show, the legendary Charlie Daniels from the Charlie Daniels Band. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Crockett. Good to be with you this morning. Man, I'll tell you what. You've done it all in your career. I've, I was going through, and I couldn't believe. I just had to keep scrolling and scrolling. I mean, from music to movies, you've done it all. Well, I have had, I've been at this. I left went to North Carolina with a guitar and a dream in June of 1958. And I've been at this ever since. So it's been, a, you know, God has blessed me with the desires of my heart. I've been able to make a living in a business that I love. And I'm, I'm living the dream. I'll be honest with you about it. And, you know, if people always say like, oh, I lived the dream. You really did. <laughs> I mean, you still are living I the do. dream. You, I do live the dream. I, I do indeed. I, every day of my life, I live the dream. I love what I do. Now, you've wrote songs for a lot of people, including one of the big ones, Elvis. Now, did you ever get to meet Elvis? I never got to meet Elvis. I I, I was, uh, that was, boy, gosh, that was so long ago. It was 1963 that that song came out. I probably could have facilitated that uh, so at one time or another. I probably could have got maybe 30 seconds with him or something somewhere along the line, but I never really made a priority of it. You never think about uh, somebody like Elvis dying and all of a sudden he passed away and I missed my opportunity. I wish I could have met him. He was one of my heroes. So you didn't meet Elvis. Who was the first big star you met? Oh, gosh. Uh, Andy Griffith. (laughs) (laughs) Before, he was not a big star at the time. I ran into him at in, uh, in, in North Carolina back when he was first getting started. But uh, Bob Dylan, uh, George Harrison, uh, Ringo Starr, uh, just different people like that. You know, that, that, it's your meeting in the music business. I did uh, some recording with Bob Dylan and uh, with Ringo Starr and with George Harrison. And you run into people like that along, along the way. I've run into quite a few over the years. Now, you've started really playing the fiddle with the Marshall Tucker Band. But then you eventually just started your own band, the Charlie Daniels Band. When did you decide, you know what, it's time for me just to, to do it my, my own way. I need to just be my own person. I need to be my own band. Well, actually, we I had the band together when I was doing Marshall Tucker stuff. In fact, the way I got together with them, we played dates together, and Tori asked me to come play fiddle on their, on their albums. But I put the band together by 1971, but nobody heard much about us until we had one song in 1973 that did pretty good called Uneasy Rider. Right. But other than that, it was it was 74 with an album called Fire on the Mountain. It had Long Haired Country Boy and a bunch of stuff on it that uh, kind of got us off the ground. So uh, you could say 73 was not our debut because we've been at it for a while. But the first time people got a chance to really notice us. Now, then, of course, everybody knows the devil went down to Georgia. That was the one that really got you guys on the map. It got you a a Grammy for the best country vocal performance. Uh, so when you when you when, I always ask this question when when you're in a band and you make the big single, do you know it's the big when you wrote that song when you played it? Did you say this is the hit or is it just another day recording? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, I don't think you can say that that you can make that prediction if. But I did feel it would be a good song for us, and uh, because I, I felt like it, our our bread and butter at the time was AOR radio, album oriented radio, and they play two or three cuts off an album sometimes. And I felt like that they would play it, but I didn't know if any of the I didn't know it break over into top forty and that sort of stuff. But I I felt it'd be a good song. But I had no idea we'd be sitting here 40 years after the fact talking about it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing to still be talking about it 40 years later, right? 
Oh, it's, it's wow, man. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm as surprised as anybody else is. Now, I, I'm a, not to get too political, but I love the 1989 album Simple Man because that, uh-huh. that lead-off track, What This World Needs, is a few more rednecks. That song, right. I feel, speaks to me more than anything current day. Well, you know, it kind of it, it spoke to me. That's why I wrote it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, rednecks, I, to me, I mean, it has a different connotation what it does to a lot of people. I think about when I think about it, it's the kind of people I was raised around. Sure. The kind of people I communicate with and, and the kind of people I hang out with. And, uh, I just uh, I just thought, boy, the world needs to be more of them kind of people, you know? Uh, yeah, I grew up in South Jersey as a kid, and my parents moved me to West Virginia, the hills of West Virginia, in seventh grade. And I, ra- I was raised in high school in West Virginia. And talk about night and day to people. And I always found myself more more inclined to go hang out with the rednecks because they're just more of my type of people. Well, you know, you, you that they got you back. They do. You know, they do. I always do. I mean, if you got a, if you got an old redneck friend, he's going to hang with you. <laughs> to the day you die, they're going to be there. Absolutely, man. And they'll, they'll, they're in the trenches with you, whatever it takes. Uh, you've been in everything. From TV shows, you've done cartoons for the King of the Hill. Uh, you've made cameos and music videos. You've been in uh, even just movies. Is it weird going from that, that music genre to, say, doing voice work or doing movies, or did you just pick up to it? Well, the voice work is not so different because you know you, you, you're in a recording studio, and I have been spent a lot of time in a recording studio. So the voice thing is is not so unusual. The acting thing is not my thing. I don't I don't really enjoy it much. No, it's not a, I'm not being blasé about it. I'm just being truthful about it in the fact that uh, I know a lot of people in the music business just go crazy over acting, but I didn't happen to be one of them. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, from one, you do it, you do it from the front and the back and the side, and then you change your lighting and do it all over again, you know, and it's just <laughs> not my thing. I, I'm glad to have had the experience, but, uh, give me a good old stage and a house full of people, man. That's what I need. That's what I like. You know, you wrote two books and one of them, I read the title and I, I fell in love with the title. It said, don't look, never look at the empty seats. Right. I, I, well, that, that is to me, that just, I don't know what that did. It just opened up like a, something in my mind when I read that yesterday. And I said, that's wonderful advice. Well, it's the same thing as, you know, is, is the glass half empty or half full? Or it's, it's an attitude thing. When you're a young musician and you're just starting out, you'll play anywhere you can for anybody you can. And, you know, you're going to have some empty seats. There's no way you can't be avoided. So if you're going to, Look at the empty seats and worry about the people that aren't there instead of the people that are there. You're never going to mount anything. So you play like you go to full house every night. You look at the full seats. You don't look at the empty seats, and you go for it. Next time you come back to town, they'll come see you again, and you're starting to build a following. You're off and running. And that leads you into your other book, The Everyday Wisdom of Charlie Daniels. It just positive messages, man. I love that. I've been talking to you for about seven minutes now, and all you've given me is nothing but positivity. Well, we should live that way. You know, we should live. Life is a beautiful thing, and it's not unlimited. I mean, we don't have a an, an infinite amount of time. We got to make good with what we got, and that's we ought to take. We, every every day is precious. You know, we don't have days to waste. We don't have time to argue. I hate dissension and arguing, and people not getting along. I can get along with anybody. You know, and it's just it's just a waste of time. It's like there's so many beautiful things. 
I could be writing another song or, you know, I could be doing something constructive while I'm having problems with people. So that's basically what I'm, I'm about. My little book is about and all this, you know, every day's precious. No wait, Let's all make the day count. That's, that's right. It. You're never guaranteed tomorrow. No, not at all. Now never, I, I read, I read somewhere in the eighties. You got in a, you you got your hand pretty mangled up. I did. Yeah, I got tangled up in a post hole digger and, and broke my arm very badly in three places. I did. Uh, it was a scary thing, and it was uh, it was four months out of my life that uh, I, I had to just sit and do nothing. So, but some good came out of it. I learned. I learned a lot by you know by by being deprived of what I love to do for a while as to how much I do love it. And I've got no business around machinery. I'm terrible with machinery. I cut a finger off in high school on a ripsaw. And, you know, I just ain't got no business messing with it, and I should not have been messing with the post hole well, digger. That's what was I was totally wondering. I was wondering, I was like, why totally was he working with a post hole digger? What was? Well, I like to get out with, the, you know, with the guys. We're, we're running fence, and I was talking and all that just Enjoy getting out on the ranch and doing things with the with the guys, and uh, you know I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. So I got my I got my I got my bell rung there. But, <laughs> now, but when it, you it, it worked out good as a musician, I gotta wonder when when something like that happens. Uh, when what's running through your head? Are you thinking like, did I just ruin my career? And is this the end of the Charlie Daniels band? Or are you more angry at yourself for messing around with stuff you, should, <laughs> you shouldn't be? Well, first thing, of course, is you wonder, uh, you know, what's, I, I had no idea what damage was. I mean, it was, my arm was all mangled up. And until I got to the uh, hospital, and the doctor, I asked the doctor when I went out, I said, just get me where I can hold a guitar pick and a fiddle bow again. And, <laughs> and uh, he was making no promises. And we went into the operating room. When we got out of the operating room, he said, you're going to be all right. That was and probably was a, like, a sigh of you know, relief. Thank God, that was my... That was the that was the best news you could have given me at the time. So, I have when I got through, I had to sit for like four months and not do anything. And when I got through, it was in deplorable physical condition. And they, the, one of the good things that came out of it was I started really paying attention to my health and to you know my taking care of myself. And the other thing was, I was so stiff I hadn't played in so long. I'd have to sit and run scales. Sit and run scales for two hours a day just to get back into you got to get back into shape. But uh, if you love it enough, you're willing to do it. Yeah, you didn't. You took a, a negative, you turned it back into a positive. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell the me, glass was half full, not half empty. <laughs> now tell me a little bit about your uh, nonprofit charity, the About the Journey Home. Journey Home Project is to help our service men and women who are coming back from their military service to transition back into civilian life. Uh, which sounds like a simple thing to do to those of us who've never had to do it. But it, there are a lot of things uh, that, a lot of needs that, uh, you know, the, the VA, for better or for worse, is a bureaucracy. And it takes a long time for them to get anything done sometimes. And a lot of the needs are immediate. And we try to, you know, we try to help with whatever we can. We've done, oh, we got a guy bicycle to ride to work. We've done furniture. We've helped people get, uh, you know, get, uh, I try to help them get employment, education, and mental health, and all kinds of stuff. Whatever we can do for our veterans is what is what it's all about. Coming from a military family, that means so much to me because you you 
people don't understand how hard it is to come from the military back into civilian life. So anything that helps is wonderful. So I, I personally can't thank you enough for uh, for helping uh, our troops come home. That's such a big deal for me, oh, and I know it, a lot of our listeners. It carries its own reward, believe me. I, I talked to so many so many guys and gals that, uh, you know, they'll say, we pre- we appreciate what you do. I think people in uniform, and they say, we appreciate your, you know, you, you know one of the main things is with, with service people, and come on my service family, I know you'll, you'll appreciate this, uh, is that somebody cares. Yeah. You know, they go and do all these things, and that people, you know, people just uh, take it for granted, oh, he's served in the military she served in the military and that's her job i make it a point when i see a person in uniform if i have the opportunity to i always go up and say thank you for your service and you know it's a simple thing to say and you think that it wouldn't mean anything but it always does it's always everybody wants to be feel like they're they're what they do is appreciated and people who put their lives on the line for you i mean you they're they're the best they're the best and i Anything I can do for the veterans, we do. I don't think you could have said that any better if you tried. I, I, I do the same thing. It's a simple thank you goes a long way. Oh yeah. Well, you know how you like people. People say, "Hey, man, you did a good airship today." You know, it, you, you had a good show. Just, that's it. all you need. You never get tired of hearing it. That. It takes you, know, you. I never get tired of hearing it. It takes you two seconds to say thank you, right? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I would encourage anybody. If you see a serviceman or woman somewhere in there run across them in the airport or wherever and they're in uniform, just simply just simply say, thank you for your service. That's all it takes, just that, nothing else. And it means a lot to them. And I can't recommend, I can't tell people enough to come out and see the Charlie Daniels Band. You're going to be at the Sherman Theater July 26th. That's next Friday. What can we expect from the legendary Charlie Daniels Band? Well, you know, we're going to play that one down in Georgia. <laughs> we're going to play Long Hair Country Boy and Legend of Willie Swamp. But we got some surprises for you. we got some stuff you haven't heard us play. And we got, uh, you know, we every year when we get ready to go out, we get together and rehearse and work up a new show to change it a little bit from the year before so it won't be exactly. We have a lot of the same people that come see us year after year. So we want to change it up a little bit. But we always do the songs that you guys have been kind enough to play on the radio for us. So uh, we're, we're coming to entertain you. We're coming to rock you. Charlie Daniels, thank you so much for joining the show. My pleasure, my friend. Now, can I get you for one thing? I do a throwback track every day. I play an older country song. Can I get you uh, to introduce The Devil Went Down to Georgia for today? Absolutely. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, guys. This is 40 years old. <laughs> Charlie Daniels fan. The devil went down to Georgia. Can you give me on Froggy 101? Sure. On Froggy 101. Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Friday. Okay, buddy. Have Thank a good you. one. God bless. You too. Bye-bye.